This Choircast podcast is brought to you by Go Wide, Reimagining the Landscape of Theology by Martha Elias Downey. This book invites readers to expand their theological, spiritual, and relational horizons by sidestepping the notions of hierarchy and verticality. Go Wide employs the lens of spaciousness to explore biblical stories, theological concepts, and the nature of God, showing how biblical narratives often disrupt the status quo. If you are looking for an accessible, inclusive, fresh take on an ancient course of study, pick up Go Wide, Reimagining the Landscape of Theology, now available on Amazon. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to Apostates Anonymous, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Matthew J. DiStefano, currently sucking on a cough drop. I'm battling through a cold, courtesy of my my lovely ladies at home. Uh, Keith, how are you? Say hi to the people. Yeah, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I, I am just recovering from a like two and a half week sinus infection where I could not, absolutely could not breathe through my nose. Uh, it was it was torture. It was horrible. The only thing the, here's here's my tip for everybody: if you are currently suffering through such a uh, you know such a sinus kind of infection thing. Here's what worked for me. You basically have to waterboard yourself. I took a giant, I took a giant uh, bowl of distilled water. Please use distilled water. Um, and then put it in the microwave for like a minute and a half. Uh, put in like a tablespoon of sea salt. Then you put your half. face. hot as fuck. Yeah. Then you, well, it'll vary. You know, don't burn yourself. <laughs> don't, you don't want to burn yourself. Uh, but then you then you basically put your face into the water and then slowly suck through your nose, pull the water up through your nostrils. It'll and, and I know you're stuffed up, but eventually it'll work. It, eventually you'll start feeling the, the hot water kind of going through your nostrils down your throat. Do that about you know four or five times. It took me, I think I did it twice a day for like two days, and then that was it. it cleared me right up. It just made me think of an advertiser. It could be like. Um like Dick Cheney's uh, sinus self, relief. Yeah, waterboarding, self-waterboarding. <laughs> based, on, <laughs> based on the technology at Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, based on years of, of, uh, <laughs> of research trial, trials and studies at Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. Our advertisers have gone dark. Um, yeah, so how are you? It is the season for colds and sinus infections. Um, yeah. Ours is weird. It's like a two to three day like super fatigue and like a low grade fever and like achy and then better just sleep. So it's not COVID though. Have you tested? I haven't tested. I mean, no, I don't think it's COVID. It doesn't, it doesn't have all the symptoms that they say is going around. So it's a, it's a little cold thing. Well, that's good. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, powering through, happy to be here with playing through the pain here, playing through the pain for you. It's all for you guys. It's the end of the season. Everyone's got bumps and bruises and that's right you know, injuries. Um, but we, we are here and we do have, um, I think we have a fun episode. This, this one has a little well, more production value. It's not fun. fun. I put fun in air quotes. I don't think it's <laughs> So, so there's a guy named John Root and he was on Elisa Childers's show and Keith, um, I guess wanted to terrorize me one day. So he sent me a, like a six minute <laughs> clip of their conversation and I powered through it. Oh, and, when I said um, it to you, I said I challenge you to watch you know, like five minutes of this without you know throwing. I'm, I'm I'm always up for a challenge, and I made it through. And then we decided to chop up the audio and do a reaction video. So, in the course of doing that, I had to listen to it like three or four more times. Ugh. And I'll tell you, I <laughs> user error. I I the way I got the audio was I um. I, well, I thought about recording the screen and then converting that recording to MP3, and then I realized I can just convert to, to straight from YouTube. Okay. So I had to watch it an extra time. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, super tough. 
Uh, but before we get into the meat of that and our reaction to yet another doozy by Elisa Childers and co, uh, we have an advertiser for this show. Hello, America. I want to talk to you about a real solution to the gun violence epidemic that's sweeping our nation. Everyone knows that more guns make us safer. That's why we need your help to send guns to children in America where the person-to-gun ratio is less than 90%. With your donation of only $299, you can help the NRA America Foundation send life-saving firearms to children who need them to survive. Every NRA America care package we send contains a Browning high-power 9mm pistol, two clips, and 1,000 rounds of high-velocity armor-piercing hollow-point ammunition, plus a pocket-sized copy of the King James Version Bible bound in military-grade bulletproof Kevlar. Help us protect children today. Send your generous donation to www.americaneedsmoreguns.com today. Help us put a deadly weapon into the hands of every American child before it's too late. It's not even satire anymore. <laughs> no, this is the problem. It's like uh, they would probably be like, "We like that's a great idea." <laughs> if the context wasn't this show, if this was advertising on uh, John, I almost called him John Skillet's show, John Cooper's John podcast. Cooper. Yeah, and you didn't have that quacky ass voice. Then, <laughs> if it was just the copy, they might love the copy. Oh, dude, we should send it to him and say we want him to read a baked in ad. If I had money, disposable income, I would totally do that. I would send some of these fucking ads and I'd, I'd be like, I'm I'm going to advertise on Elisa Childers' show with our Theo Beard. Yes, exactly. Oh, that would be so great. Uh, I'd, I'd pay thousands of dollars just to have that show, that ad pop up on That's right. Fight. And yeah, now a word so from uh, our sponsor. And it'd be a that's Theo like Beard what, ad. It's, it's like what Oliver would do, John Oliver. That's did right. Did you see that? Did you see how he got like... He got like a whole campaign to vote for New Zealand's bird of the millennium or something. No, I didn't. Did you see his campaign to do? He went like no. on a tour. He bought advertising space all throughout the world. He went on adver- He went on shows like you would during a book launch, dressed as the bird. Oh, awesome! <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> that shit is so funny to me. Just trolling random people. I love it. Yeah, if you if we had uh, if we had a real budget and disposable income, mm-hmm. something like that would be. Just awesome. Oh, would you, would, you would see these ads everywhere. There'd That's be right. billboards and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the greatest thing would be if we could get people like that to like, you know, uh, John Cooper and Alyssa Childers and Sean McDowell, if we could get them to like run our, our fake ads, that would be hilarious. That'd be amazing. I've got a plan to troll people. I can't say it yet though. Oh, it's, right, not, okay. it's not done. I've told you about it, but. Okay. I have to actually do it first and then it could be big. But I can right. say no more. Let's uh, let's get into the meat of this episode. We're 10 yeah, minutes in and we have a lot of clips to get through. Well, we have six and they're short, but bear with us. Trigger yeah. warning and all that shit. If you, oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're LGBTQ, you're going to get upset and that's what we're here for. I'm going to get upset. I forgot what he says, but I kind of remember. Oh, and you can sucks. guess. You can guess. Yeah. So here we go. Everything so nothing is edited. I mean, it's edited, it's chopped, but I haven't taken any audio out. So it plays from the very start of this clip to the very end, which is on her YouTube. I want to try and at least touch on the LGBTQ plus issue as it relates to Christless conservatism, because that's one thing I've been sort of alarmed about a little bit is that there seems to be some unholy alliances, uh, things. And you mentioned early in the podcast, there's a bit of a punting. So talk about about the Christless conservatism of how it might manifest in the LGBTQ plus conversation. Yes, and the alphabet is very long now, but I think yeah. if we just stick to the LGBTQIA+, I guess that's what we got. There might be some two in there or something, but what I'm seeing is like LGBTQ. If we just focus on that, uh, get rid of all those nonsensical letters, all these letters are nonsensical. So it's always it's always really uh, shocking to me like when conservatives like they play a certain type of ignorance as uh-huh. sort of an argument for what they're saying. And when I step back and like, you can't even learn the acronym right? and we're supposed to um, like take have, you seriously as an we're supposed to take you seriously, but you're, you're playing this dumb caricature that you don't, you don't want to be painted as a dumb caricature, which can happen with conservatives. They're not all dumb, but then they do shit like this where it's like LGBT, 
QT, whatever. You can't you can't remember four letters. What's your pin number? I bet you remember it. Come on. Yes, of course. So yeah. why are you playing this dumb thing? It's just like, okay. It's like when they own themselves. It's like when Ben Shapiro came, came on the internet and was like commenting on the song WAP. Right, right. <laughs> like he's yeah. basically outing himself as not able to arouse a woman. <laughs> yeah. And the um the thing too about at the, the beginning, you know, let just listen to how Alyssa um colors that conversation, right? This unholy alliance and uh this conspiracy, all this kind of like, oh come on. Like it's Well, I think I think they're trying I think they're talking about like a um a type of conservatism that doesn't have Christ as the center. So it's this kind of like, um, but what do they like this mean type by of conserv- that? Well, I, I, I think it would be like uh, maybe they would critique a type of uh, libertarianism that allows people to do whatever they want, um, even if they might not agree with it. So policy, so they might not agree with it, but policy wise, they would allow for gay marriage. And she would, I think, she wants a Christ-centered, what she would call a Christ-centered uh, conservatism that would stand for true marriage. But again, okay, so if we if Alyssa wants something Christ-centered, that means we're going to listen to and we're going to base it on what Jesus was, said and did. Okay, so let's go to the places where Jesus critiqued um, LGBTQ people. Oh, crickets, there isn't any. Great, well, so she guess would, what? She would go to Matthew and go to the verse about divorce and that's that. that but she would thing. not read the part about um, the well, eunuch, right, who is this sort of third non-binary uh type that doesn't participate in uh procreation or uh binary sexual activity well it's very difficult to get out of the binary for folks yeah it, it, this is just i mean look at it's hard it's hard to remember six letters lgbt <laughs> i mean you can stop at q and just say plus and that's totally like cool yes lgbtq yeah. plus so, like we've all um We've all pretty much got that. Even if you yeah. just said LGBT plus, even if That's you right. just said, That's good. you can We've just say the queer community. community. Sure. Um, gender yeah. and sexual minorities could be fine. Sure. Like, I'm going to, I don't know why we're giving tips to conservatives, but plain dumb, like you can't even yeah. remember a couple letters is not, it's not the argument you think it is. Well, it's also though, it's like you get what's behind that too. Is sort of like, I just can't be bothered with this. This whole topic is exhausting to me. I cannot even be bothered to keep in mind and remember all of these things, you know, about it. It's just so difficult. Because you have so much profound shit going on in your head. Oh, it's so many other beautiful things. <laughs> you can't things squeeze that, yeah. in a couple of letters. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's keep going. Have we said who this guy is? Have we said who this guy is? John, John Root. I think he's like a. Um, He's like a journalist, maybe. He, oh, that's he's like right. A former former media person for some professional. For the sharks. The San Jose Sharks. Okay, so listen, listen. His her expert is a guy who was a hockey publicist or something. And or, I'll just say the sharks were good back in the day, but, <laughs> but they never won a Stanley. They never won a Stanley Cup, and they're terrible never, this year. So just, okay, covering. Hockey. I've been a Sharks fan for twenty five years, so I will talk to John Root about hockey. Yes, but I don't, I, I I don't think that qualifies him to speak to studies. us about Jesus or uh, yeah. the LGBTQI. Yeah. John, if you want to talk about like power play theories and like how to how to move the puck across the blue line, <laughs> or the, I'm there with you, buddy. But yeah, uh, who's going to win the cup this year? That maybe something like that. It's but. not going to be the Sharks. I'll put all my money on that. <laughs> okay. LGB, lesbian, gay, bisexual has been punted by the conservative party. They have said that this fight is over, that uh, gay marriage is now legalized. Um, gay people and people that are okay with uh, gay marriage, and I'll say marriage in quotes because that's not a marriage. That's that's basically just some civil union recognized by uh, the country. Mar- marriage is between one man and one woman. That's been established by God. We can't redefine it. We don't have the ability to play God and redefine it and tell God, hey, we now got a uh, different idea of what, what marriage is. There's a lot there, so we're going to stop. Oh, oh, so much there. Okay, <laughs> that's, a so, lot of, that's a lot to say in 37 seconds. But okay. Yeah, okay. So sorry, dude. Um, here's a, I'm going to give a plug for a book that from a friend of mine. It's not choir, but Jennifer Bird has a fantastic book on biblical marriage that you should all read. And actually, we should send it to this guy so he can read what the Bible really says about marriage. Because this whole bullshit idea that, oh, the Bible clearly says that marriage is one man and one woman. No, it says that it's one man, one woman, her sister, 
and you know 500 and concubines. concubines yeah mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or or your brother's uh, wife and you know it's like come on there's or, or so... trigger warning that virgin that you sexually assaulted and yeah you know. yeah when you, you know when you went over there to war and you you slaughtered her whole family and you said hey she's cute and you pulled the 16 year old girl out and said you know you're I'm, I'm gonna like 12. 15, years. 12. Yeah. This is the Bible we're talking about. She's, she's, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Let's get biblical here. It's an old school shit. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this. I did a whole series on this on Second Cup with Keith about how, like, and this, this kind of drives people crazy. But, you know, biblical marriage, marriage in the Bible was always a contract between two men, the father of the man and the father of the woman. It was a business contract deal. It was, you didn't even go to the temple. You didn't go, you didn't talk to the priest. It was nothing. God had nothing to do with it. You know, what's crazy. There's not people in our audience who would react this way. There's people in America who would amen after what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I know no one listening would do that, but they'd be like, I don't see the problem. Contract yeah. What's the problem with that? Two men. Like, I, pfft, yeah, there you go. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on, we have a few more of these to get. Yeah, to. we got a couple, and, and, and it only gets better. So we got to save <laughs> better slash worse. Yes. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, actually, let me let me say, say something. Let me cut you off, John. Sorry. What he's saying, I think, right, is that this is the ty- this is the type of Christless conservatism I mentioned, yeah. where within certain conservative circles. Uh, culture has moved on from the gay marriage prop eight stuff back in California, back in the day, we've yeah, moved yeah. so far on, but that they, they, they don't fight for that issue anymore. Right. And, and, and I think that's why they go to the trans cause they, they've, they got to find the someone. Next, that's, that's the, the next, next thing. Yeah. yeah. Trans yeah. and drag Queens. Yep. Yep. Okay. Back to John. The floor is yours, John. They have punted that issue because they know there is some voters out there that are going to be middle right that either are, lesbian, gay, or bisexual that may vote for people like DeSantis or Trump, or they might like Vivek Ramaswamy, or they might like some aspects of the conservative party, things like gays against groomers. They do some, some moral work, I guess we could say like, yeah, there's some people that are fighting against the um, abuse of kids and sexualization of curriculums in, in school, but it's like an oxymoron. Um, it's like thieves against murderers and it it doesn't really make sense much at all, but they're now being invited into the conservative party. Well, I can guarantee you something right now. Um, this guy doesn't know anybody who's actually gay. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Or trans or, or, or yes. I mean, dude, uh, the demonization, this is, this is what bothers me so much. And really the whole tone of this whole video the assumption is these, you know, if you're gay, if you're homosexual, if you're lesbian, if you're intersex, if you're trans, if you're queer, uh, if you're asexual, you are a deviant. Um, you're barely human. Um, yeah, it's like that's the well, that's the underlying yeah. assumption. And and so now let's talk about those degenerates and and these 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 horrible twisted screwed up people that we cannot allow, you know, to, to lead the way we can't allow their, we can't allow them to infect us, you know, with their madness. And I, and I think that's, that's the first step they, they demonize. And then that gives them license to say that, oh, that's why they're grooming kids. Cause they see everything as deviant. The mere teaching of someone who's gay, they see as sexualized because, yeah. because they've sexualized the LGBTQ community every action that a gay or bi or trans person does is sexual in nature. That's right. That's, that's how they see it. And so just teaching uh, when they talk about like curriculum, you know, books in, in schools, conservatives are, you know, like kind of repulsed by books in general, but you know, <laughs> especially these books that just happen to have like maybe a gay character or right. uh, I think they were mad at one point at, at uh, I almost called it, let it go about frozen frozen because in in like one of the shacks that they go visit, it there's two men who are the parents of, yeah. of the family, and but there was nothing sexual about it. They were simply just two men who had a family, right? And and so they but they sexualize it. That's right. Um, yeah, no, of there, course. There's a lot yeah. of psychology behind that as to why they do that, and we see a lot of pastors get popped with. 
gay stuff and there's some truth yeah. to that stuff too. It's a bunch, bunch of closeted people protesting yeah. too much, but it's more than that too. It really, what, what they see, this whole video, what, the, what they see as the quote unquote problem, right? That the problem is that what they're calling Christless conservatism. Um, yeah, the problem is that really, let's just break it down. What they're upset about is that some conservatives and some Christian churches, right? Republican uh, Christians um, are kind of saying, you know what? People are gay. Right, and like he even just said, he kind of alluded to in that in that in that statement we just heard. Um, maybe because they have a gay son or 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 daughter or or, um, or someone queer, you know, in their family, and so now they're like, well, maybe these people are human. Maybe these people are normal. Maybe it's okay to be gay, and we can't have that. Right, mm-hmm. and that's that's the real problem. This is what they're upset about: the fact that you know this is what they call going woke. Right, this idea that oh yeah, maybe. These are human beings. Maybe some people are born this way, and uh, maybe we need to stop fighting this culture war. How dare they say that? How dare you? Yeah, it's really, um, I mean, it's disheartening that there's, it's just so wild that there's some people that think like this. Yes. Like, it, it's just, it's, it what? is sad. You know, he, he gets to even better stuff, so I'll save my comments. Let's do for it. That. All right, I think we're about halfway through his comments. Okay. But it's only, we've only just begun, folks. And this is a long one, so buckle in. And I know a lot of people are going to say, they're like, all right, yes, these politicians, they aren't running for pastor-in-chief, they're running for commander-in-chief. <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy has brought that up. I put that in a YouTube video. It's a funny little line, like, yes, that's true. And like, yes, we understand that you want to have your own version of the separation between church and state, like, we wouldn't really have this state without Christ church. <laughs> and we have to understand too, that this is a nation and it's not a, it's not a church. But once we get that, that understanding there too, that LGBTQ issues, it's ruining the church. And it's go- also going to ruin this nation. If we continue to allow people to now call these things, marriages, uh, let sexual depravity run rampant. Yes, there's still a lot of heterosexual sexual immorality. Yes, we, we will always, always mention that. But if the conservative party is going to say the foundation of America is the family and we are going to redefine what the family looks like, it's a disservice to children that have two dads in the home or two moms in the home. Uh, it's a disservice to these people to make them believe that they can basically go through sodomy just because they have their own idea of what love is. Like all they're doing is punting this situation because they feel like the pendulum is swung so far that this is kind of what we need to do to, to get votes. And I think it's incredibly dangerous. And that's why I really hope that we have more solid pastors that give people a biblical understanding of, we still love these people dearly. So, so much. We love them enough to give them the truth. Um, But we don't see adultery being promoted. We don't say like, hey, you know, adultery, like we're now in this day and age where it's like, you know, you you just don't feel like you can get get enough from your one significant other. So just kind of like get those hall passes. Um, I think we're seeing kind of the same sexual morality here with the LGBTQ issues. (laughs) Okay, so first off. The funniest <sighs> things, and I, I just wrote it down. He says, "You go going through sodomy." I just, <laughs> I just grin and bear it, man. No, no, you got to go through it. You got to go and through I it. And I thought about, I thought, <laughs> you want to be gay, you got to go through sodomy. Um, you know. I thought about a funny T-shirt about like whenever your coming out year is, it's just like going through sodomy since 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's like initiation, right? Okay, if you're gonna accept uh, that, you know. The LGBTQ community, you're gonna have to go through sodomy. That's you're gonna have to go through some is. shit. You're gonna yeah. have to go through this sodomy. Bend over, everybody. So you like it? <laughs> oh gosh, there's so much in that clip, dude. That's oh. my that's my entire porn search engine. It's just I just search sodomy and then yes, I just find what course. I want. <laughs> there's so much. Why is it always I... sodomizing and not gamorizing? Gamorizing, yes. That sounds like some stone thoughts. I'll yeah, save that, that for Heritage Capier. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, I mean, there's so much in that in that little soundbite right there. Oh my gosh! Oh, there's oh. so I, I left that one long for y'all. 
I thought you'd yeah, like so that. he starts off with this. I, I, I even was like, what? I had to take notes for the first time in Apostates Anonymous. I wrote down notes. That there's no state without the church. So this was in the context of separation of church and state. There's no state without yeah, the church. Really. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry. They've been talking a lot about the separation of church and state stuff lately. It's yes. scary. Well, since um, since we got this brand new Speaker of the House, right, Mike Johnson, he's oh, he's, he's like, a, I mean, he's a David Barton disciple, and he's he he he's, believes he's making it mainstream. Yes, he yes he well he's not the only one, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying it, yep. Bogart has said it. Yep. They've all made comments about how they're proudly Christian nationalists, and everybody should yep. be, and um, you know that there's no such thing as separation of church and state, and all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's well, it's because again, they what they want is a theocracy. Um, yeah, and then, so then he says uh, in the clip we just heard, this is again why, uh, I mean, I know this is all part of their worldview, but it just annoys me how they just lump everything together, right? So first he makes a statement like that, that there's no state without the church. So apparently the church was the foundation of this nation. Then the next thing he says is that um, the foundation of America is the family. Okay, is it the family or is it the church? And it's again, it's, you know, I understand this is, they, they, they wrap all these things into one thing, but it's like, where do you get the idea that the foundation of this country was the family? Like, I mean, I, I understand where you get it. It's not true where you get the, Oh, we're a Christian nation, but we're not. Um, again, they get that. Yes. People left England for religious persecution, but they did not come here and then create another, you know, a state based on a church. They tried. They tried. The whole yeah. state I used to work to live in, Rhode Island, was yeah. founded by Roger Williams fleeing religious persecution from Massachusetts. Yes, but he didn't create Rhode Island wasn't created Ex- as a Christian no, he, state. As the opposite. It was created it was the as opposite. the opposite like, to flee religious persecution. Yes, it was an from asylum Christians. from that kind of thing. Yes. And in fact, Roger Williams was I love him by the way. He's fantastic. Um he was one of the people that inspired Thomas Jefferson and other founding fathers. Uh, when they wrote the Declaration of Independence to to work in these ideas of, yeah, we do not want to impose religious ideas on people. And this idea of, of the separation of church and state comes from the things that Roger Williams wrote about and talked about. Um, read, reading any, any of his letters and correspondence, because he, w- he was right in the thick of it early on in the formation of our nation, uh, with pastors who who did want to create a religious state, and he was arguing why they shouldn't. And thankfully... Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, all these guys, when they came together to write uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, listened to Roger Williams. They were Roger Williams, uh, you know, uh, disciples, I guess you'd say. Like they, they, they were following his train of thought and said, "Yes, this makes sense. We do, we do not want to create a, a Christian state or any kind of religious state. We oh, want to have no. to freedom for anybody to worship any way they want to, but or not worship at all." Again, you understand they had the ability. They could have if they wanted to, and they on purpose went out of their way not to do that. So, uh, sorry if you listen to David Barton, that guy is a quack. Uh, that's not that's not the case. Anyway, but I got to say too, the other thing about just in this clip we just heard that that this was the big like if we were on video, if you could have seen my face, this was like I was like what is when he says talking about the gay community, we still dearly love these people. Bullshit. I'm going to tell you. I know I'm how I'm getting I know so how much to... love from you. Oh, I, I just feel the love just coming off of these Can people. Can you feel the love? So much love. I don't feel any love when they <laughs> say that. Also, you are giving us some damn bit of credit ruining church and state. We ruined it all. Just fuck the whole thing is ruined by sexual and sodomy. gender minorities because yeah. we have, yeah, we go through so much sodomy that we just fuck up everything. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Can we? What is the passage in Ezekiel? Can we redefine yes. what it is to be a sodomite or right. to go through yeah. sodomy? Like that's right. There's a passage in Ezekiel where God, it's God speaking to Ezekiel, the Lord of the, the word of the Lord. Yeah, thus saith the, the, the Lord, word of God. Yeah, He says this for for this reason. Uh, right, he brought this destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah, which was that they were gay shit. He said gay shit, right? No, he doesn't. No, he says oh, because he they were. He, he says they were arrogant, okay. overfed, and unconcerned for the poor among them. There, therefore, I did away with them. No mention at all of sexuality, immorality, mm. so, you know, any anything to do at all. Like God doesn't ever say because they were 
going through the sodomy. <laughs> Go, you're going through the, the sodomy. Yeah, make it like Papa said it. Going through, yeah. He's going through the sodomy again. No, oh, you know, Matt, he's just been going through the sodomy lately. <laughs> yes. So, so God says in Ezekiel that the reason he felt the need to send destruction on Sodom was because they were arrogant, they were prideful, they were overfed, and yeah. they were unconcerned about the poor in the, among them, which, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of one person in particular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't say his name. But yeah. Oh, my God. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, dude, re- Christians need to read their Bible. You need to read your Bible, folks. Like it says it in there what sodomy is. Like the sin of Sodom are yeah. those things. And yeah. can you read the story? It's Genesis 19, right? It's been a while since I've opened up the word of the Lord. Um, isn't that like a gang rape that we're talking about? Yeah. Like yeah. when we talk about sodomy, when we talk about fire and brimstone coming down, why? It wasn't it, wasn't it like a gang rape? Not not yeah. just people being gay. Right. It was a it was a rape. Being rape. Yes. So, yeah, and, and it's all about shaming in a shame honor culture. Uh, that that whole process was about shaming the person. But they don't yeah. they don't read. Well, there's also the thing in that clip. There's so much gold in quote unquote or shit, depending on your perspective, in that clip. Because then, then he also said uh, something about oh yeah yeah. Because he starts off talking about all these horrible gay sins, right? But so then he, but he goes oh yeah I'm okay okay yeah we know there's also heterosexual sins and we'll, he goes and we'll never we'll stop never talking stop about that bullshit. Dude, then why? Where's it? Where's Alyssa Childers video series interviewing an expert from some other hockey team talking about, uh, you know, uh, sin in the church, right? Uh, pastors or youth pastors abusing young girls and like, or, or boys. Like, where is that? Where is that? How about, yeah. How about we talk about, you're not not, yeah, are you, you going to talk about uh, all the shit that went on in the, um, in the Boy Scouts, all the shit right. that went on at Hillsong, all the shit that went on. Well, in, where's her videos on that? Yeah. She doesn't cover that. She doesn't. She All so those pastors like, that are fucking, you know, yeah. Well, we'll never their stop power. talking about that. Well, yeah. Bullshit. What are you going to start is what I want to know. Like, you're right. never, ever going to talk about that. And churches have a history of covering it up, too. So, but they always right. want to shed the light on gay people, man. Right. Yes. I mean, Just look. Leave them alone. I've yeah. never been harmed by one gay person in my life. I'm sure, but I'm sure there's some shitty ass gay people for sure. Yeah, and and statistically, but, we know uh, that your your kid is safer at a drag queen, you know, library reading of a of a story, storybook time, uh, than they are in a local Christian church. Yeah, if you told me if you got like a seven year old, whatever daughter, son, whatever, tell me they can go hang out with Flamey Grant all day, or they can yeah. go to some pastor's house, be like, no, hell yeah. no, like. No. I'll drive you to the flaming grand thing. It's an ob- <laughs> yeah, it's an obvious choice. It's not even like flaming grand's cool anyway. I'd probably not even have to know the second option. I'd be like, yeah, go hang out with flaming grand. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. But yeah, I mean, come on, let's be real. Um, all right, we're almost there, folks. We got two clips left. Um, there's still some good stuff. Trust oh, me. Oh, good. Here it comes. If I remember correctly, John, <laughs> the floor is yours. And the final thing here is, I, I really don't believe. There is bisexuality is just skyrocketing with younger people, mm-hmm. especially since they're getting sexualized curriculum. They're being exposed to sexualization at a younger age, which is just child abuse. But I really don't believe there's any such thing as bisexuality. Like you aren't attracted to two genders. Like you're just a um, sexually depraved individual that just feels like you want to get your fix on, on both sides. I don't believe that people are, are born that way at all. Right. And if you give into it and you expect people to accept you for that, again, it's the slippery slope. If we start accepting this and we start redefining marriage, all we're doing is slapping God in the face and say, Hey, we are now God ourselves. We can redefine these things. God, thanks for some of the work you did in the past. We got it. From here. <laughs> <laughs> the clip is cool. That's my favorite section. Thanks By for some of that work side. you did in the past, God. Yeah, I can just imagine walking up to God, just be. <laughs> Thank you for some of the work you did in the past. But we got it from here. <laughs> we got it from here. <laughs> you f- and you know you what? I just want to get my long. fix. I just want to get my fix from either from direction. Both, from both like, sides. I don't care. It's jerking me off. If male, female, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we'll run that train. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care enough to reach around. <laughs> okay, so Matt, uh, uh, bisexuality does not exist. 
No, I'm just depraved no and I want to get it from both ends. You just want to get well, it then, from both ends. Then, then maybe that does make you buy. Like if you're <laughs> yes. like, you know what I mean? Like you can't say like, for one, let's, let's not, I mean, let's mention the Freudian slip, right? You want sure. it from both sides. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want to fuck a man and a woman, that then, makes you buy. Yeah. Then that's part of what makes you that is part of what makes you buy. Like it's a big I'm part. Bi. I, I would say it's a pretty big part of it. I think wanting to screw a man and a woman it is, it is more it is, is more exactly. complex than that, but it is that. It is that's a big I would say that if you don't want to do that, you might not be you bi. Might not be, <laughs> you might be straight or you might be gay. It's, there you go. There's that, that could be another ad like if you don't want to have sex with men and women, you might not be bi. <laughs> Ask it's, your doctor. It's so stupid. Because <laughs> he says being bisexual doesn't exist. There's just people who want to get fucked by men and women. <laughs> okay, can we can we have a word for that? <laughs> what do we call that? What would you call that if somebody wanted to? <laughs> We're not using bisexual anymore. We're using something else. Well, what? That's a fine word. <laughs> These people are so dumb. He just, I'm sorry. He just objects to the word bi, I guess. He just he prefers exactly. a better term. Yeah, yeah. we've already got know. bi, like bye-bye. We've already got a usage of that word. We've got to come up with something else. But again, oh, this guy God. is was a sports writer for the freaking- Oh, like, yeah. I'm calling out the Sharks, man. What's up sharks. with that? I've been rooting for you for a long time. You can't have people on like this on your staff. This is not even because of his views on- He's just dumb. So look, like, so Alyssa Childers will literally just get anybody on her show who will say what she wants them to say. She doesn't care. I got to know. He's not a doctor. He's not a psychologist. He's not a sex therapist. He's like, he hasn't written some kind of like, you know, peer reviewed study on homosexuality or, or, or lesbianism or any of this stuff. He's just some random guy who has an opinion. And Alyssa Childers is like, let's put him on. Let's let him, and I'm just going to sit there and nod my head the whole time. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Is his book would be called like lesbianism, the fall of the fall of democracy or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the end of America. There are no such thing as, there's no such thing as lesbians. There's just women who fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> women, women who want to have sex with each other. There's no such thing as lesbianism. There's just two women who want to have sex with each other. <laughs> That's not lesbianism. <laughs> okay. Oh, God bless you, Elisa. I, I guess I'm never going to get on a show. I already got a no, so I'm guessing after this show, if she hears this. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. That was funny to me. I was waiting for that clip for so long. <laughs> and I forgot he said they just depraved who like to take it in both ends or something. <laughs> they want to get it from both ends, both sides. <laughs> I honestly don't know if this dude's straight. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it also again it always makes you wonder <laughs> when you have a conservative Christian who's who's help. yeah when they're very vocal against these things and all, what they yeah. want to do is talk on and on about just the sex acts so and much. and the different kinds of combinations of things like it's sort of like why are you thinking about this so much? I don't Bro, know. Why. I ain't gay. I just fuck guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bisexual. Just once in a while, I don't mind. You know, me, me and George go out. And, Ah, uh, fool around out back. All right. right. We got one more clip for, I think Elisa's going to bring it home. Oh, bring it, bring it in. Like Sam Cook, bring it on home. Here's the thing. Like I, you know, it can be discouraging to think about as a Christian, but we know that God is on his throne. He is sovereign. And I think so many young people, especially are going to get to the bottom of this whole LGBTQ plus rainbow and find that there's not a pot of gold down there. There's Good just one. emptiness. Good one. And when we work against our design, when we work against our purpose for which God created us, which is deeply rooted in the fact that we're made in the image of God, but also we're created to worship God, to be in relationship with him. Um, and when we work against those things in any area, we're going to we're gonna get to the end of that and there's going to be emptiness, which is why we need a strong church. We need a strong church for when we see people starting to get to the bottom of all that and say, look, I need some meaning. I I need to know what will fix what's wrong in me and, and you know even the holy spirit convicting people of being sinners and all of this the church needs to be ready and um so i just i love everything you're saying 
Of course she does. Of course and she loves everything. Plays her out. Uh, yeah. Well, so oh my there's, gosh. A, there's this whole. I hate that how there's this whole dichotomy. The the paint the, the the narrative she paints about LGBTQ folks is that there's this juxtaposition that we're only searching for identity through gender or sexuality, and it yeah. discredits any like any LGBTQ member who is also doing like spiritual work. Doing right. both things. And, and and again, they live in this dichotomous world where you, if you're this, you're not that. But if you're that, you can't be this. That's right. Yeah, no very, no yeah. LGBTQ person that I know of is looking solely to their gender or sexuality for, quote, capital M, meaning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, even just again, listen, what she was saying there, you know, this is her her great hope is that young people are going to realize that at the end of the LGBTQI plus whatever rainbow, whatever rainbow, whatever rainbow, that there isn't, there isn't this magic pot of gold and that they're just going to realize, you know, so in other words, like young people are just going to realize like, Hey, you know what? This isn't real. This is, this is empty. But here's the thing. Have you talked to young people? Have you talked to people who are gay, who are Christian, who do love Jesus the way you're talking about, um, who do, you know, read the Bible and, 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 and want to worship God, but they're also gay or lesbian or bi or trans or intersex. No, you haven't. And, and that's why you can make these kind of statements because you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't no, met those not. people. And again, I, let's, listen, this could be a plug for Heretic Happy Hour. Heretic Happy Hour, we just um, did a very long series where we interviewed drag queens. We interviewed people that were trans. We, we interviewed all these fantastic people. Listen to their stories. Amazing people doing incredible work, incredible justice work, incredible work with just people in their community, um, raising awareness about so many things, not just about you know sexuality and gender and, and, and this kind of thing, but just caring for the poor, like yeah, working with kids who are like trying to, you know, who are, who are uh, wanting to kill themselves, right? Who are depressed and things like this. There's so many people out there who are doing incredible work. They're not straight and white. And I'm sorry, Alyssa, the solution is not for the straight white American church to just continue to condemn those people until they one day wake up and realize, oh, you're right about everything. Because you're not, you're not right about yeah, it anything. Su- it, it sucks. Yeah, that's a. I'm glad you brought that up because by the end of we got two whole parts to that series. We'll have eight episodes of our two 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 fab for Florida series. Yes, and that's eight hours of basically listening to to folks in this community. Yep. And 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 it it's clear to me that Elisa does not care to listen to us because no. she's no. not dumb. She's articulate. Her channel yeah. is well produced. The graphics yeah. are great. The sound is great. The quality of the conversations, like she's a good conversationalist. Yeah. I'm not going to say that she's necessarily like maybe not listening or actively listening or kind of just, I don't know. Like, but so she's not stupid. So she's choosing not to listen to us because she's yeah. not going to hear me say, or she wouldn't believe me. Like if I said to her face to face, I tried to not have any uh, gay desires growing up in the church. I tried for my whole church life yeah, and it didn't work. Yeah. And so her solution, well, well God's on his throne. No, don't spare me, spare me because yeah. I, I legit, you can't say, Oh, you weren't seriously trying. No, no, you don't know my struggle. I'll call it yeah. in the church at the time as a teenager, all that. Right. Yeah. Kind of repress. So I tried all that stuff. So don't say like, all these things like we're we're just depraved and do it. No, we're not depraved. We've tried really hard to do it your way and it didn't That's right. work. That's right. So yes, bi people do exist. I'm happily married to a woman and it'll be 20 years in August. Awesome. And I still have, I'm still bisexual. Right. And, but I'm not having sex with people. And if I was, that'd be between me and my wife and other people. Yeah. But you yeah. can't, I mean, to, to create this monolith, that's how that's how demonization works. And we try not to do it with conservatives, right? I tried my best to to listen to certain parts of conservatism and even certain evangelicals. There are certain ones that are off the rails that I sure really, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I know they're not a monolith, and evangelicalism is not a monolith either. But they won't give the LGBTQ community any sort of empathy to say that the community is not a monolith. 
You can't just say gay people or bi people are just depraved. They want to take it in both ends. And that's it. That's all of them. All (laughs) of them. Everyone. You've met all of us. You've never, I've never talked to you, Tim, John, John Root. I've never talked to you. I don't know who you are until the other day. But you have to talk to him on the show. Let's have him on the show. Let's see if we can. I would talk to him. Yeah. And I would say, how do you know that I'm depraved? Like, Tell me about my life. Tell me about my upbringing. Tell me sure. about what it was like for me in, as a junior, as a senior in college with certain desires. Tell me about what I wrote down in my journals. Tell me about yeah. what I thought about because you have a lot to say about us, but you don't know any of us, which is clear, yeah. or you're not yeah. listening to us. So w- what makes you think any of this is Christ-like? You think you're doing the Lord's work? You're not. You're just talking shit about an already oppressed community. Yeah. And and that's the thing too. Like I would want to ask him like how many, to form your opinions, how many gay people did you interview? How many people who are trans did you interview? How How many many people in your life are gay that come to you when they need something? Right. Yeah. Because you're so full of the love of Christ and they, and it's so clear that you dearly love them. So obviously love them because you asked them, you said, does this feel like love? And they said, yes, absolutely, brother. This this is the hard love that I need. This is the hard truth that I need. That's right. I need you to condemn me and tell me that I don't exist. And, right. and tell me, I'm just a depraved person. And I need to get on my knees and, you know, I, Repent I guess some that. Calvinist yeah. bullshit. Yeah. 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 And so again, the, part of the, uh, this is why I think doing, doing this reaction video and calling Alyssa on her bullshit like this uh, is important because look, she, she is very influential. I know I, yeah. I, I mean, the way, way I more discovered influential her, than we are. Oh Yeah. But with big time, um, the way I discovered her was I had so many people sending me clips of her YouTube videos and saying, hey, my mom sent me this, you know, or my dad sent me this or my brother sent me this or something or my or my friend, my pastor sent me this clip from Alyssa Childers and see she's proving that progressive Christianity isn't real Christianity or deconstruction is, you know, uh, deconversion and all these kind of things like where so she she is seen by many people as an expert. Maybe in, to many people, she is the leading expert on she got, what's I, going I'll on say, in I'll, America. I'll say this. She's got 204,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And, I'm gonna, and, and I want to say this. This makes me think of, of something. As we've gone through this whole process of owning choir and owning the choir cast network and looking at sales and thinking like business people and looking at analytics, I can tell you, I won't tell you numbers, I can tell you that deconstruction is something that they've blown way out of proportion. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the numbers of downloads of evangelical podcasts compared to some of the biggest, quote unquote, progressive Christian podcasts, it is not even in the same realm of the universe. That's exactly right. It's the truth. Yeah. And so, yeah, for them to act like deconstruction is this out of control and oh my God. This Balrog from the depths of (laughs) of the Middle Earth. Now I know that they're afraid of it, and they're afraid that one day it will outpace them. And I right. and I personally think that maybe one day it will. I hope it maybe. it does. But as long as now, it doesn't become the monster that evangelicalism has become, right? But well, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to become the monster ourselves. But right. um, but yeah, the the reality is right now, and that you can just do it. Like go and look at the numbers. You know, just go to you go to her YouTube channel. Go to Sean McDowell's YouTube channel. Go, you know, all these guys, Mike Winger. Um, look at their follower subscriber counts. And then go to your favorite, go to Peter Inns, go to Heretic Happy Hour, go to any of these other, you know, uh, deconstruction. Uh, well, Peter Enns is doing much better than Heretic Happy Hour. I'm glad you put oh, yeah, us in this. Yeah, I'm glad you put us on the same ball But is he doing, well. but is he doing Alyssa Children's not, I, I don't think anyone is pulling numbers no. from some of the biggest evangelical podcasts based on what I've seen and the amount of revenue That's that right. these podcasts can create. And I know the amount of revenue even some bigger progressive podcasts can create. And it's it's a fine side hustle. Sure. (laughs) It adds to the side hustle. But I don't think any of these big time evangelicals who are so, 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 so worried about deconstruction like Elisa, I don't think they have side hustles. No, I I, I got they don't have two jobs. I don't think like two job (laughs) jobs. Yeah, I doubt it. No. No. So, yeah, uh, this is why I think it's important to kind of call Alyssa on this kind of stuff when she does these kind of shows, because they are so damaging, right? These are the real human beings that are being hurt by this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Because the people listening to them are entrenching into this shit. That's right. They're digging in. They have family members who are gay or, you know, and, and they, they come in, you know, he mentioned, uh, uh, he meant the guy meant root. 
mentioned the slippery slope. Yes. And and I heard that. I literally heard that from family. I was talking to my brother, who I know doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> and we were talking about it. And I said, well, what are you, what's your response going to be if your son comes home gay or comes home with a gay boyfriend? They're both 16, 17, whatever. They, sure. He's got a boyfriend. And he's going to say, well, what are you, what are you going to say if uh, your daughter, Elise, who's 13, comes home with an 80-year-old man? And that's how they see they see the equivalent. They yes. see they see being gay as pedophilia, like literally pedophilia. Like, or a goat. My, my, maybe maybe goat. she comes home with a goat. It's just you that's know, really what I said. I said I said I said what's next? You're gonna ask if I'm fucking a German Shepherd? That's what I asked him. Yeah. You, you're gonna ask if I'm fucking a German Shepherd next because that's also the slippery slope. Oh, yes. once you go by, then you go fuck a goat. Yes, exactly. In their minds, like, and that's their, their logic. Like, yeah. Is that what you would do if you were gay? Like all of a sudden you'd want to fuck a goat too? Like, <laughs> it's like the slippery slope of weed. Like I smoke weed. I don't want to smoke meth. You're not you're not injecting heroin. <laughs> Uh, every every morning, I need this high, man. I need a better high. I don't know any of my pothead friends who are like, yeah, I'm also dabbling in 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 uh, you know some heroin here, some speed some meth. there, some yeah, meth. There. Some meth. Just, yeah, I'm cooking meth. I got like, I got a I got a shed, I got a shed out back. I do my meth. <laughs> the fuck? That's what I'm saying. These people, they have so much influence, and they are so they're not dumb, but sometimes they're super super dumb, and maybe ignorance. Yeah. And I and yeah. I and I confuse the two. You can't be dumb, dumb to be like a reporter for the Sharks. You got to be smart at something. I guess, yeah, or at least. But a, like a you're dumb though, too. Right. Like you're just dumb. Yeah. yeah, and it is damaging. Like there are real people, real, real relationships people. that are being destroyed and yeah. and separated. Um, you know, it's it really makes me mad. And I again, here's the other thing I know about Alyssa Childers is that you know I have tried to reach out to her privately. Um, I've tried to reach out to Sean McDowell privately. I've tried to reach out to these guys. And say, hey, can we, we? I'm not even saying let's record it. I'm not saying let's create content. I'm saying, can I just reflect back to you how what you're saying is damaging and dangerous and hurtful and and wrong? It's just wrong. And they won't even reply. There's not even. I got a, a, I got a hard no. I got a hard no from their yeah, team. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, because she won't respond to anybody because she will not talk to people that are actually who actually know what they're talking about. Uh, and again, why think about it? Like you said, she's not dumb. So why? Why is it that she's avoiding that? Why is it that she doesn't want to have somebody come on and maybe that she might learn something? That she might say, oh, I was wrong about that. Or, oh, you know, oh, I see now. This, there's a nuance here that I'm not understanding. Thank you so much. But doesn't she always have the kind of worldview and people like her have the kind of worldview where that's exactly the trick of the devil is to sound good? Yeah. Is to sound crafty? Yeah. And deceive and then and then her she's putting she would probably call it irresponsible platforming. Right. Oh yes, I can't have this person come on my show and yeah, of course not. Which to some degree I turn it around and yeah, I wouldn't platform her in in an irresponsible way either. But I think there's a there's a time and place to have the conversation that's responsible because right. she can certainly platform a progressive Christian who she disagrees with who is going to respect her pushback and have a dialogue. You don't have to pick someone like Who's going to steamroll? You don't have to pick me. You can pick you. Yeah. You would be much more tactful than I'd be way less diplomatic with someone. Well, like Randall, Randall Rouser is another guy, great guy, um, who has tried. In fact, he wrote a response book to her book uh, about you know deconstruction and progressive Christianity, um, which is excellent. And he has tried many times uh, to reach out to her. To He's do probably a, a sweetheart too, huh? He's a great guy. He's such a sweet guy. He's such a really, yeah. you know, very level-headed thoughtful, you know, uh, just a really nice guy. Um, but, but a smart guy too, like he won't let her get away yeah. with stuff. And yeah. so he's tried to, and, and the best he can do is debate someone who would represent Alyssa Childers if she was here and willing to have the conversation, but he has, he's never been able to actually debate her directly. And again, and again, we've all tried, we've all tried to get her to, I don't think she does any of that. It's all, no, it's all she people never she already seems to, to agree with. And I think Sean McDowell has done a little tiptoeing outside. A little. Of his he has done a couple. He has he has interviewed a progressive Christian pastor. Uh, he uh, he did a, a show with Tim Whitaker. Um, so he's done a couple of things. Uh, and I'll, so I give him props for that. He at least has yeah. made some attempt to uh, listen to the other side. But he's the only one. I can't think of anybody else in that in that but you're right though going going back to them actually talking and listening to lgbtq people it's very rare it's very rare for them to actually listen because i I don't i don't see how you don't change your mind about the community when you actually talk to them 
That's why they don't want to, dude. The, the, the people they will talk to, this is the only time I've seen them talk to somebody who's gay, is someone who was gay, but then re- then repented and realized, right. oh, I was I was in rebellion, I was in sin, and now I'm married and I'm uh, I'm heterosexual now, and God healed me of my homosexuality. They'll talk to those guys and girls, right? They'll talk to those people, uh, but they do not want to talk to someone who says, I struggled, I tried. Uh, to not be who I am. I realized that this is who, who I was born to be. And when I stopped fighting, uh, you know, I, I experienced peace and I'm, 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 I'm at peace with who I am as a human being and I'm gay or I'm trans or whatever. Like, they, no, they don't want to talk to those people. Not at all. I can't imagine listening to folks like that and just being like, nah, doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're, you're, you're deceived. You didn't, you didn't feel that. You didn't yeah. experience that. You didn't go yeah, through you're that. Still in your you sin. didn't have those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Wrong. Like what right. an arrogant, what an arrogant faith. If that's your faith, where you just, if you did listen to, to gay folks tell their whole story, and you're just like, still wrong. Nope. Right. And then like, you know, we how just, arrogant are you? Like, arrogant yeah. As we're as we're recording this, uh, they just had the fourth or fifth, whatever, the final sort of Republican debate uh, the other night. And there was a whole talking point about trans kids and gender affirming care. And every one of those people, um, other than Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, can't say that name. Um, other than him, they all doubled down on this, you know, how it's an abomination. It's evil and horrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, Chris Christie actually said that he feels like, even though he doesn't agree with it in principle, he thinks that it's something that parents should decide that the that conservatism uh, isn't about you know, more government, it's about less government and that, uh, therefore the government shouldn't be the one to define that and decide that for parents, the parents should decide that for themselves and their own children. Uh, but anyway, the point is that, that in, in this discussion, because this is a big talking point politically, and it's also a big talking point in the church, uh, the Christian evangelical church, especially, um, this whole question of, um, gender affirming care for kids and things like this. And what they never talk about is that, Every, as we've seen over the years, when psychologists, when, when teachers, when, uh, you know, school counselors, when they implement these kind of gender affirming, um, conversations, uh, suicidal thoughts, um, instances of depression, things like this, they go down. Kids are healthier emotionally when they are allowed, when they're told that it's okay to be who they are. And they're allowed to be who they are. Um, and so, that again, this is why this is such a dangerous thing, is that, again, they're real human beings, real lives that are going to, that that are currently being uh, lost, right? Kids that are killing themselves over this kind of bullshit, because this kind of stuff's on the news, this kind of stuff. Someone running for president is saying, if I'm elected, I'll make sure that you can't be who you are. Uh, or that, right. or and then, and then they use lies. They use lies against them to justify it. They say, "Oh, yeah, they're making up." You want you want six year olds to have? I mean, they're, they're like oh, it's they're bullshit. making up yeah, this no, shit about. Yeah, it's all yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they never. They'll sit there and know they're lying. Okay, I, I watched. I think I mentioned it before. I watched a clip where Matt Walsh got called out on Joe Rogan's show about making up how many millions of kids have had gender surgery or something, and then they looked it up and it was like it was like four thousand instead yeah. of like four million. He's like, "Oh, it's probably a hundred thousand." You're like, "The fuck? You just got called on a lie." saw the lie and then made up another lie. Yeah. That's less, I mean, less inaccurate than the first lie, but it's like, but don't it double down on lying, knowing when they're lying, when they're called on their lie to their face. That's right. And this is the, this is what we're dealing with. And I, I think Chris Christie, I don't like him about his policy. I don't like, Oh, I don't either. I'm not a, yeah. But this is probably the crisis conservatism that Elisa is worried about. about. That's right. That's so, right. So Elisa, you don't have to be worried. He's pulling at two and a half percent. The, the, the Christ like orange, Messiah is pulling at 60% and he's your Christ-like figure that the Christ-like Christians are Christ-like following. So if you're cool with all of that being Christ-like, the pulling at 60% and he's obviously the runaway candidate for the Republican nominee, you don't have to worry about the Christ-like conservatism of Ramaswamy and Chris Christie who are pulling in the the single digits. That's right. Again, it's like deconstruction. It's not as big of a monster as you're worried about. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have the existential dread I have if Chris Christie was a Republican nominee, though I disagree with him. Sure. Than if someone yeah. like Donald Trump is. 
That's right. Or these so-called, or or DeSantis, these so-called Christian nationalist, Christ-like yeah. people, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, just, we're we're up on the hour, and yeah, this is how this is the only way we can platform Elisa Childers to our <laughs> extensive broad reach of a podcast. But we're open, Alyssa, if you're listening and you would like to. Uh, Let's have a and John, John, if you want to come and explain, please, please, please explain to me why bisexual people don't exist. It's just people who want to get railroaded from both ends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can explain that to me. Pick a different word. Maybe we can have a different word. It can be LG. You want it to start with what letter T? No, there's already a T. A Z? (laughs) We could put in. We could put in a C. L G B C T. L G L. I'm getting confused now. There's too many letters. But bisexuality doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Real. That's the takeaway. Yeah. It's not real. There's just people who like to fuck men and women. Um, <laughs> rate and review this show. Tell your friends. Um, I don't know what else to say. If you haven't rated and reviewed by now, you're probably not going to listen to me at this point. And no amount of shame is going to help that. But please, if you could rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to this, tell your friends, send it on social media, post links, do everything, everything you can to grow our platform to where we too can have 204,000 subscribers. That would be, that would be so wonderful. Yes. I can quit one of my day jobs. That's right. Later. See you.